Hello there, friend. Welcome to the Carter Report and Focus on Prophecy. Today we're going to answer the question, who will suppress the Bible? And what are the signs of the times? I want you now to come with me downtown Los Angeles to the Great Shrine Auditorium for this amazing meeting on Bible prophecy. Welcome today to the Carter Report. Prophecy. It's used to peer into the future, but it must be learned from the past. The Carter Report presents Focus on Prophecy. From the Shrine Auditorium in downtown Los Angeles, John Carter unravels the mysteries of Bible prophets and brings modern meaning to this ancient book. And now, John Carter. Okay, I'm ready to go, and I hope you are. Now, from night to night, ladies and gentlemen, we have studied the prophecies about great civilizations of the past. We've talked about prophecies, and we've shown you pictures of those cities. We've talked about prophecies about the Babylonians and the Egyptians and, and the people in Tyre and so forth. And we have noticed from night to night that those prophecies have come to pass. Don't you folk believe that is true? Have I, have I been at all successful in, in showing you folk that the prophecies from the old Hebrew prophets have come to pass? Do you really believe that? Now, if that is so, what I'm going to put to you is this. If this is so, if the prophecies concerning the past cities have been fulfilled, is there any word from the prophets concerning us today? Is there anything concerning our present day civilization? And is there anything in the prophecies that talk about us today? We're going to talk about those prophecies. And uh, I'm going to tell you tonight, and I'm going to show, you, show it to you from the prophecies. Now listen to this. A wonderful new civilization is coming. Did you hear this? The theme of the meeting tonight is this, that there is a brand new world just around the corner. There's a brand new world that's coming. And tonight we're going to talk from the prophecies about this brand new civilization that is coming to planet Earth. It's going to be a magnificent world. It's going to be a world without war, a world without hunger, a world without crime, a world without disease, and a world without death, and a world without mortgages. Aren't you... That's, that's what I'm looking forward to most of all. There is a new world order coming, and we're going to show it to you from the prophecies tonight. Now listen, but there's something else I've got to tell you. Before it gets any better, civilization is going to get a lot worse. Now you may say to me, that sounds pretty negative. It's not negative at all. Because if something as tr tremendous is about to break upon the world, we need to know about it, friends, so we can make an adequate preparation. And so tonight what I'm going to tell you is this, that there's a tremendous world that is going to come, but before it comes, things are going to get bad. And we're going to show you tonight how you can make an adequate preparation so that you can go right through, and so you can have a part in the brand new world that is coming. And then, as we, that's what we need to know. That's what we need to know. And then we're going to talk about some of the great signs and the omens. 
Now in the program sheet that we gave out just last night, it talks about the signs and the omens of the coming world order. And tonight we're going to talk to you from the prophecies about the signs and the omens about the coming of the brand new world. Okay, that tells you where we're going to go tonight. So firstly, let's talk about the new world that is coming to planet Earth. Would you please take the copy of the Bible that you've got and turn with me to page 912, if you don't mind. And that is Luke 21 and verse 25 to 28, to a prophecy. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Jesus said there are going to be signs. Verse 26, men's hearts failing them for fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Jesus said there are going to be signs and there are going to be omens, and there is going to be a brand new world. And Jesus said, when these omens take place, and people are scared to death, and when people are pessimistic, Jesus said, these are not signs to scare you, but these are signs to, to help you to realize something tremendous is about to happen. And Jesus said, when you see these things, Jesus said, lift up your head and rejoice because your redemption is drawing near. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the message that I'm going to give you tonight is this, and I'm going to prove it to you from the same prophets that spoke about the Babylonians and the Persians, those prophecies that have been fulfilled. What I'm going to show you tonight is this, that there are great signs that are happening today in the world, and these signs tell us that a tremendous event is about to take place. I am convinced that a great new world order is about to come to planet Earth. And Jesus said, when you see these things, don't be, don't be terrified, don't be scared. When people in the world are terrified, Jesus said, don't you be terrified because something tremendous is about to happen. You see? So I want you to know that tonight, something tremendous is about to happen. Now listen, listen to me please. Do you remember just a few nights ago we, we spoke from the great prophecy of Daniel in Daniel chapter 2 that was given to the king of Babylon, uh, Nebuchadnezzar? Remember this great prophecy, friends? Remember the great metal man who came down? The great head of gold and the chest of silver and the belly of brass and the legs of iron and the feet of iron? What happened, friend, when you got down to the feet of iron? What happened to the great statue? Don't you remember? There came a tremendous stone and the stone stroke struck into the image and it broke into a million pieces. We pointed out to you from the prophecy that that stone represents the supernatural coming of the King of Kings. And we worked through the history of the human race. I think, I think it was on Tuesday night, didn't we? We spoke about the Babylonians and the Persians and the Greeks. And then we got down to the Romans. And then we got down to the breakup of the Roman Empire. Are you folks with me tonight? Do you remember this? 
And when we got down to the breakup of the Roman Empire, then came the great stone of destiny. And Daniel said, this great stone represents the coming kingdom of Almighty God. I want to tell you folks something tonight. There is coming a world empire. It is not going to be the empire of the Russians or the Americans or any other earthly power. The great kingdom of the Almighty God is going to come to this planet. There is a new world order that is going to come. And you say to me, how can you be so certain and so sure? I can tell you why. Because the rest of the prophecies have come to pass. And if the rest of the prophecies have come to pass, I believe tonight that this last great prophecy is also going to happen. Can you hear what I'm saying tonight? Listen. I want you to come over here to another great prophecy. I want you to come back to uh, page 648, back to the prophet Isaiah, or Isaiah. Isaiah 65, verse 17. God said, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice. Listen. I don't believe in the philosophy of doom and gloom. You hear this? When people tell me that the world is going to be destroyed, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe that any nation is going to destroy this earth. The Bible says God is on his throne. The great creator God who made the stars hasn't given up his throne on this earth. And the Bible says that the almighty God is going to make a new heaven and he's going to make a new earth. And he says, be glad and rejoice. Be optimistic forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and join my people. The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. Listen, folks. There's going to come a day. There's going to come a day when there won't be any more crying. There won't be any more cancers. There won't be any more deaths. There won't be any more hospitals. We won't need these things. The Bible says that the almighty God who made this planet, this almighty God has not relinquished his claims to the sovereignty of this world. And the Bible prophet said that God is going to come back and God is going to make it over again. And I want to tell you, this gives you reason to live and this gives you reason to be glad. You know that? It's a wonderful truth. It's a wonderful truth. I'd like to send you a gift. If you'd like to have a free copy of today's lecture, then please write to me, John Carter, care of the Carter Report, box 3390, Hollywood, California. And please remember to mention the lecture by name. Write to me, John Carter, care of the Carter Report, box 3390, Hollywood, California. Listen, dear friend. Listen to me. I guess just about most of uh, everybody here tonight knows what it's like to lose a loved one. Hardly a person sitting here tonight hasn't lost 
a son or a daughter, or a loved one, husband, wife, father, mother, just before I came over here, uh, my father passed away. We all know what it is to be touched by death. There is a day coming when death is going to be outlawed. God is going to do away with death. There are going to be no more funerals. God is going to finish it. I want you to notice something that talks about this, please. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. And the writer of this passage says these words, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Listen, I want you to look at this. I want you to see the great metal man. We're not living up there in the head, are we? That belongs to the Babylonians. We're not living down in the chest of silver, are we? That belonged to the Medo-Persians. We're not living in the thighs of bronze, are we? That belonged to the Greeks. We're not here in the legs of iron. We're down in the toes, made of iron and clay. That's where we are living tonight. And the Bible says when God sets up his new kingdom, when God sets up his world kingdom, there's going to be no death. The Bible says that Christ himself, the almighty son of God, is going to come back to this planet and he is going to raise the dead. That's an amazing truth. Death is going to be finished. I was taking some lectures in the city of Melbourne in Australia, and that's in Victoria, Australia, some, some time ago. And there was a beautiful young mother who was coming to all of the meetings. I still remember her because she sat down the front. And those meetings went on, not like they're going on here night by night, but they went on once a week, every weekend in the great Dallas Brooks Hall in Melbourne. And this young mother would sit there with her husband and, and two little children. I remembered her well because I met her and she had beautiful golden hair. And then I noticed as the weeks went by that the husband was coming, but she wasn't coming. And one night he came to me and he said, uh, my wife would love to be with me tonight, but she's too sick to come. And he said, would you come and visit us in our home? And I said, I'd be pleased to come and visit you in your home. And I said, what is the problem? He, uh, he said, my wife is dying of cancer. And when I went in to see her, he took me into the bedroom, and I can still see this beautiful girl lying in bed, but no hair. The chemotherapy had fixed that. No hair. And I sat down beside her bed, and she said to me, I've never read the Bible before. She said, I didn't believe in these things. I didn't think I needed these things. But she said, and she whispered it to me. She said, I am scared. She said, I'm scared. She said, I, I know that I can't live. I know I'm going to die. And she said, I'm scared that I'm going to die. And she said, I, I'm just scared. I, I know I'm going to lo lose my husband. And I'm going to leave the children. And she said, I, I know that's awful. But she said, I'm scared for myself. I sat down that night with that young mother who was dying. And I read her some of the passages we're reading here tonight. 
And I saw the fear go out of her eyes and I saw the hope come into her face. And she said to me, I don't need to be afraid anymore. I don't need to be afraid anymore. She said, if this book is true, one day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to live again. And I told her this and I want every person here to know this tonight. This is the truth. The dead are going to live again. The dead are going to live again. I'm planning on living to be a thousand million years and never getting old. And that's just going to be the start of it. And you can have it too. You can have everlasting life. This life is only just the start. This life is not going to end and that's going to be oblivion. There is life after death. And the Bible teaches that in this brand new world, the people of God are going to live again and they're never going to get old. They're not even going to get gray hairs. You know that. It's going to happen, friend. There's a tremendous, brand new, wonderful world that is coming to this planet. You know, sometimes when I talk on this wonderful, marvelous, thrilling subject, I have some people come to me after the meeting and they say, John Carter, it's, it's, it's too good to be true. They say, uh, we couldn't believe it because uh, we don't know anybody who's come alive again. Haven't you heard people say this? They say, we can't understand it, therefore we don't believe it. We can't, we can't imagine that such a thing could be, could be possible because it's, it's too wonderful. And therefore they say, we can't believe this, we can't accept this, we can't believe in this concept of a brand new wonderful world and Christ the Messiah coming the second time. They say, we know that he came the first time. We know there's evidence that he came the first time. We know it's historically true, but we can't believe that he's going to come the second time. Listen, I tell them a little story. Let me tell you this little story. Some years ago, some of the people from Ethiopia who'd never, never been outside Ethiopia, never ridden in a motor car, never been in a plane, were invited to come across to a great church conference somewhere here in the United States of America. And when they came to the United States of America, their eyes popped out when they saw all the wonders. They'd never seen anything like this in the back blocks of Abyssinia. They'd never even seen a motor car. And when those delegates to that great conference, that great ecumenical conference, got back to Ethiopia, their local church put on a big Saturday evening. And they got the delegates to get up and tell their stories. And the first delegate got up and he cleared his throat and he said, uh, brothers and sisters, he said, over in America, they do things differently to how we do it in our village in Ethiopia. He said, for instance, they don't uh, just build one hut by itself. They build one hut up against another hut, up against another hut, the rooms of a house. And uh, one of the people who'd stayed behind, got up and he said, oh, he said, we couldn't believe that. We don't think the Americans would be that stupid because if one hut caught on fire, all the huts would catch on fire. So they said, we couldn't believe that. We don't think they'd do a thing like that. Oh, another delegate got up and he said, not only do the Americans build one hut against another hut, but they put one hut on top of another hut. 
And then they put another hut on top of that hut and they keep putting huts on top of huts. Well, that just about finished it. They almost called the meeting off and one of the elders of the local church got up and he said, he said, that's absolutely absurd because he said, how would the Americans get from the bottom hut into the top hut? And one of the men who had just come to, back from America, he said, do you know what they do over there? They've got a little hut that runs up and down and takes you there. <laughs> you know what they did? Well, that church... They passed a resolution that whenever they send people to America in future, they would pick people who didn't tell lies. Now listen folks, there's a lot of things that I don't understand and there's a lot of things that I can't see. But I want to tell you folks something here tonight in the Shrine Auditorium. You listen to me tonight, I want to tell you something. The almighty God who made all those stars that we saw last night can do a few things that you and I can't understand. You hear this? The Almighty God can do a few things that you and I can't understand. And just because you and I don't understand it, it doesn't mean that God is not going to do it. Because the Bible says he's going to come back and he's going to raise the dead and he's going to make a brand new world and he's going to make it beautiful and he's going to put people on it. And I'm planning on being there, folks. Planning on being there want you there too now listen there's something I've got to tell you though that's the good news I've got to tell you a little bit of bad news you need to know this you need to know the bad news so you can prepare now what I'm going to tell you I don't want you to misunderstand but I'm going to tell it to you listen before things get better prophets say they're going to get a lot worse I'm going to show you tonight some things that may, under normal circumstances, scare you. But I'm going to show you before we're through that there is a way of escape and there's a way out. But you better find these things out while you can. So I'm going to show you what the prophets say are going to happen before things get any better. I want you to come over here with me to page 857. I want you to come over here to a great prophecy in Matthew 24. For then there will be, what does it say, folks? Great tribulation. You better believe that. There's going to be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, he says... No flesh would be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. The Bible says there is going to come a great time of trouble upon the human race. Now, I want to be honest with you tonight. People say to me, I've had people say to me, look, only tell the people those things that seem to be full of superlatives. But listen, folks, I want you to know everything. I want you to know tonight that at the end of the road there is glory. I want you to know at the end of the tunnel there is light that is shining. But I also want you to know all the truth. The Bible says there is a tremendous time of trouble coming to the human race. 
And I have a conviction tonight. I'm talking to you tonight from my soul. I just want you to believe this tonight. Not because I'm saying it, but because I'm dead earnest on this. I, I believe this. I want you to be convinced about this. God is giving America and the world a little time of peace. We are living in a little time of peace so we can get ready for the greatest crisis that this world has ever seen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to see this. Next, next week, I'm going to talk about the great crisis that is going to come upon America. I'm going to talk about the great supernatural power of the Antichrist that is going to deceive millions and millions and millions of people. I'm going to talk about a great power which comes with signs and wonders and cosmic forces. You need to know these things. We have been given by the mercy of God, a little bit of time, the great creator God has seen us here in Los Angeles. He has seen us here and God has given us a little fragment of time so that you and I can get ready for the climax of the ages. You say to me, why are you running these meetings? Why are you talking about archaeology? Why are you talking about the prophecies? I will tell you why I want to be transparently honest with you. I am talking from our archaeology because archaeology gives me evidence why I can believe and when I go to archaeology I find out what happened to civilizations in the past and if I forget the past if I for, if I forget the past if I ignore the past I'm going to be doomed to repeat the failures of the past and I'm giving it to you tonight from the prophecies because I want you, I want you and I want my wife Beverly and I want my three children, David, Leanne and Julie to be ready for the great crisis that is coming upon the world and I want my family and I want you to have a part in the wonderful world of tomorrow. You hear this? And that's why I want you to come to these meetings that's why I want you to understand these things because God is giving us an opportunity so that we can be prepared. Now I'm going to tell you something else. I advertised that I was going to talk on the subject, who will suppress the Bible? Oh, I've had so many people come to me and they say, oh, we know who's going to suppress the Bible. The Antichrist in the last days is going to suppress the Bible in America. That is not so. Oh, they say, but that's what we've been taught. Well, you haven't been taught from the Bible. Nowhere does the Bible say that. I'm going to talk now about the suppression of the Scriptures in the last days, and this is going to stun you. I'm sorry about this. But the Bible prophecies say that in the last days, God in His mercy, because He is our Father and He loves us and He wants for our very best good, God is going to give every person an opportunity of having a part in the wonderful world of tomorrow. God is going to give everybody an opportunity. God is not going to leave anybody out. And if you're left out, it's because you choose to be left out. And it's true with me too, you say. But listen, the Bible prophets say, 
right at the very end of time when people have had an opportunity, something spiritual or there's going to come a change in the spiritual climate in the world.